Good morning, everybody. Friday, the 3rd of February. What a fabulous day it is. What a fabulous day it is. We knew the NASDAQ was going to have a good day or a good night after the Facebook results after hours the night before, but we didn't expect it to be that good. It's not all one way. Let's just give you the good news first, of course. The Nasdaq, as you know, up 3.25% on the back of a 22.3% jump in Meta, or Facebook to you and I. This is the Marcus Today members podcast, by the way. General advice only, if it's advice at all. Don't confuse it with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. And apart from Meta, Apple was up 5.6%. Amazon was up 6%. Alphabet was up 5.6%, all ahead of their results after hours and their results after hours have come in. Apple's down 4.3%, Amazon's down 7% and Alphabet's down 3.9%. So they've all lost pretty much what they gained during normal trade and other results as well after hours. Ford and Starbucks both down on late results and Atlassian down 13% as their results missed expectations after hours. So the biggest ETF tracking the NASDAQ 100 in the US is down 1% or was down 1% in after hours trade. So a fabulous night for the NASDAQ up 3.25%, but it's going to go cold by the looks of it tonight. And the NASDAQ futures are down 1.4% as I speak. The Dow futures are down 35. So today we have decided in the ideas portfolio, I spoke to Henry this morning saying, should I sell our LNAS? L-N-A-S, long NASDAQ, or as Global X call it, ultra long NASDAQ, holding in the ideas portfolio. We're up 23.9% in 21 days. Should we sell them? I said to Henry, and as usual, he's given me a musical reference, Steve Miller time. Got to know when to fold them. So we have folded the LNAS today for a 23.9% profit in 22 days. The momentum can't possibly continue, but that's short-term stuff, and the ideas portfolio is more short-term. I have held on to, in the ideas portfolio, the GGUS, which is the Better Shares ETF, which is 1.65 times geared to the S&P 500. I've held on to that in the ideas portfolio. And in the strategy portfolio, as you'll see, today, I have held on to our NASDAQ ETF HNDQ and our S&P 500 ETF IHVV, both of which are hedged to the Aussie dollar. So if the Aussie dollar goes up, they go up even more. And the Aussie dollar has been going up. Held on to those because selling LNAS is simply a short-term profit take in a portfolio that's there to make money in anything on any time frame without pretending it's Warren Buffett, which is a mistake so many investors make, thinking this whole game is highbrow and long-term. That may not suit many investors. So taking a profit in LNAS, holding the rest of our US exposed ETFs, because I do think whilst it'll almost certainly cool off in the short term and it can't possibly continue with this momentum, I do think in the same way that corrections start fast, bottoms also start 
start fast or pivot points, significant pivot points in both directions, start fast. And so I think this is confirmation of the bigger low in the markets as the macro position changes significantly from last year, the Fed going soft. And you may have seen it's universal overnight. The ECB have raised rates as expected by 50 basis points and the Bank of England by 50 basis points. And Christine Lagarde is saying that the risks have become more balanced, the risks to growth and inflation, and that they will evaluate the subsequent path of monetary policy after another rate rise in March. So they are thinking about going soft, if not actually deciding to. And the Bank of England raised rates by 50 basis points as well. And they expect inflation to drop from the peak of 11.1% to 4% by the end of the year, could be as low as 2% next year. In other words, a precipitous drop in inflation, which shouldn't surprise you. It was never going to be sustainable up at 11%. And energy prices have been coming off significantly. Have a look at the chart of the oil price. And the Bank of England was talking about turning a corner, but prudently saying the risks were very large and it's too soon to declare victory. So the global central bank policy aggression is evaporating in front of our eyes. Equity markets going up. Interest rates are coming off. The US dollar safe haven currency is coming off. And they're coming off a bit more rapidly than expected, hence the rapid rise in tech stocks coming off a bit more rapidly than expected, which has created a significant low in the equity markets for the moment. Obviously, we can't keep going at this rate 7% up in January in the ASX 200, almost 7%. It can't keep up that pace. Something will come along, but for the moment, it's not clear what is going to kill the momentum. Something obviously has to, but let's wait for it to come along before we start selling everything and running to the hills. In the technical scans today, you'll see a few things going on, and Henry talks about it today as well. There seems to be a rotation out of resources, energy, possibly gold, although gold isn't really viewed as an asset class so much as a trading class, but very short-term stuff. But if you look at the market today, we've got the metals and mining sector down 1.6%, gold sector down 2.6%, energy sector down, oh, in fact, it's flat now, and stocks going up are all the interest rate sensitive sectors, tech, REITs, healthcare doing very well today, and banks doing okay, doing very well today at 1%. So there is a bit of a rotation away from resources into interest rate sensitive stuff. And that has left our market, as I say, look at the technical scans, that has left our market overbought almost all sectors, consumer discretionary staples, REITs, healthcare, you name it, overbought, the all ordinaries overbought, the ASX 200 overbought, the NASDAQ overbought, everything's overbought. If you haven't bought it yet, you're paying high prices. So we'll just run until all the sell signals appear. Sell signals are appearing in resources. Also notably, have a look at the strategy piece today, also notably appearing in coal. UBS says thermal coal prices are past their peak. Not so negative on metallurgical coal, but have a look at the charts of New Hope Coal and Whitehaven Coal. If there was a post-it note that had to go on your screen at the beginning of last year, it was buy coal. You do begin to wonder whether one of the post-it notes on your trading screen on the 1st of January this year wasn't sell coal, certainly looking like that on the charts. And I've put a stock box of Whitehaven Coal in the strategy piece today. I bet you can't tell me what the PE and U is on Whitehaven Coal. Well, I'll tell you anyway. 
it's on a PE of 2.2 times and a yield of 18.7% including franking. So it's just a cash cow at the moment as long as coal prices stay here. But it also goes to prove as the share price comes off despite being on a PE of two times, it also confirms the old Australian fund manager idiom that I've spoken about a few times that resources peak when they're at their cheapest and bottom when they're at their most expensive. Whitehaven Coal has never been this cheap, but fundamentals don't matter in resources. It's all about the future of whatever commodity price it is that they are correlated to. So whatever happens to the coal price now, the Whitehaven share price will follow it no matter what the PE and yield is. You cannot time resources stocks using fundamentals. So ignore anyone quoting you. You can't sell that. It's on a PE of six and a yield of 12. Ignore them because they don't know how this market works or how resources work. So a few very early sell signals around in resources, daily signals, they don't really matter, but we're on alert for a topping out in a few of those trading sectors. They're not investment sectors, they're long duration trading sectors. Unlike banks and a lot of the industrials who have reliable earnings in almost any economic cycle, resources are dictated by uncontrollable commodity prices and you have to respect the commodity prices, not the past earnings. Right, other things. As you'll see in the strategy piece, Kathy Wood, ARK Funds fund manager, fabulous marketer, terrible fund manager in the last year anyway. The ARK Innovation ETF, year-to-date return down 67%. The ARK Next Generation Internet ETF down 67%. The ARK Genomic Revolution ETF down 53.9%. The ARK Autonomous Tech and Robot Robotics ETF down 46.7%. The ARK Fintech Innovation ETF in the last year down 64.99%. The ARK Space Exploration and Innovation ETF down 34.2% in the last year. The ARK 3D Printing EDF ETF down 40.45% in the last year. And the ARK Israel Innovative Technology ETF down 38.67% in the last year. You can be too clever for investors, brilliant marketer, but to me, these ARK funds are too far out there on the edge. I hope they succeed. I will watch and hope they succeed. As you've probably seen, there's been an enormous relief rally. The ARK Innovation ETF's up 50% since the beginning of this year. Too volatile for us, too far out there. I hope they succeed, but I'm not going to bet my money on them succeeding, and I don't suggest you do either. But I can see a relief rally coming in everything technology related, including the ARC funds, but it's not for Australian retirees. It's too volatile. But having said that, a relief rally is obviously going on in everything to do with technology and anything that's massively oversold as these are. I do wish Kathy Wood wouldn't keep saying or talking about Bitcoin because she legitimizes Bitcoin as if it's the similar sort of quality as equities or bonds or cash or property, but it's not. It's a gambler's tool, not an investor's asset class. Anyway, she's talking about Bitcoin going to a million dollars in the next decade. In fact, 1.48 million by 2030 to be precise. How precise can you be? Madness. Right, there we go. RBA on Tuesday. CBA economist is talking about a 25% chance of a 40 basis point rate rise and talking about house prices falling 15% from top to bottom. The Sydney house average house price is now under a million dollars, by the way, for the first time in two years. 
couple of other little comments in the strategy section today. As January goes, so goes the year. Up 7% in January. Should be a good year then. There are 30 stocks in the Dow Jones Index. How many stocks are there in the NASDAQ? I think you'll be surprised. And for those of you who missed it, we have a new CEO at Marcus Today. Announced that yesterday. Click on the link to see that announcement. As one member wrote in this morning, finally, Marcus, you're doing what we pay you for. Writing rather than managing a business here here although I did think you were paying me to play golf I thought that was the deal anyway obviously not how disappointing there's a video of me on Osbiz this week in the newsletter that'll be in the weekend newsletter tomorrow we talked about BHP CBA housing market lithium and crypto lots going on in Henry's take buying a few BTI talking about the BHP takeover of OZL he looks at BTI a tech play and the Hindenburg report taking down the Adani complex of listed stocks. He also looks again at Sheffield Resources and provides links to Livewire and in particular his stock pick James Hardy JHX which has absolutely roofed it since he told everyone to buy it on Livewire. And he's also not for the smaller companies but you'll probably see management changes at the ASX after they burnt $250 million investing in blockchain chain. He reckons that is the trigger for an accumulate. Don't forget, ask the analyst tonight at 5.30. You can listen to Henry for an hour or so. You can register on the website in Henry's take section today. Right, that's about it. I'll be back tomorrow with the weekend newsletter and the weekend email. As some of you will have seen on Facebook, I am developing the Marcus Today Uranium Index and the Marcus Today Lithium Index, which I should probably call Henry's Lithium Index. Maybe I'll call it that. Maybe we'll get more clicks doing that. But nobody's grouped all these stocks into an index. have to say, you need a big computer to do it. It's absolutely ground my PC to a halt doing an index calculation. But done it now. We will see that. You will see that in the weekend newsletter. The first showing of the Marcus Today Uranium Index and the Henry's Lithium Index with charts. Can you believe that? All good stuff. There you go. Remember, the one thing we've done today, we've sold LNAS, taken a 23.9% profit in 22 days on our NASDAQ ultra-geared NASDAQ ETF. We will come back later. As I leave you, our market up 30. Open pay into suspension, another buy now, pay later company with financing issues. IAG down 1.5% on a profits warning. Auckland floods have cost it and the Nasdaq futures still down 1.4% as I leave you. You have a fabulous day. I'll be back tomorrow with the weekend newsletter.